right, everybody. Welcome back to the Business and Bliss podcast. I am your host, Lisa Kay, and here with my co-host, Jen Conkey. Hi, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are here today um, with the amazing Stacey Stratton. I'm so excited about this episode. Um, when we talked before uh, today, there were so many enlightening messages that came through, and I'm super excited to share that with our audience. But before we kick off, I want to tell you a little bit more about Stacey. Um, so just prepare to have your socks blown off about how amazing she is. So um, Stacey Stratton is the president and CEO of True Talent Group, which is the fastest growing marketing, creative, and digital staffing and recruiting agency in the Twin Cities. So that's the Minneapolis area for anybody who isn't familiar with that term. Um, Stacey speaks regularly on how she's built a multi-million dollar company in the latest in talent trends, leaving audiences inspired and empowered. Stacey is also recognized as a Real Power 50 Award winner by Minnesota Business Magazine, Enterprising Woman of the Year Award by EW Magazine, one of the top 40 under 40 honorees by the Minneapolis St. Paul Business Journal, Exceptional Businesswoman for Dakota County, a top 25 woman to watch by the Minneapolis St. Paul Business Journal, and winner of the NAWBO Emerging Businesswoman of the Year Award, among numerous Best Place to Work awards. So, dang, do we have any time left for the uh, show? Now that I read all the awards, I think we're out of time. Just checking. Cut. Amazing. Amazing. Stacey, Thank you. Super accomplished, um, which is why you're the perfect guest to come and talk to us today about what has made you successful in business, but also how you've really navigated through some of those professional obstacles and personal obstacles that have been presented. Um, I mean, with so many things that you're doing in your business and how fast paced your role is, um, I know that you've learned a ton and I'm excited for you to share that with us today. So welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and just to kick us off, I wanted to have you start with um, one of the really fascinating concepts that we spoke about um, in our pre-call, and you talked about how when you very first kicked off your business, and so I'll have you go into a little bit about that, but I want you to share how when you very first kicked off your business, you sort of created this informal board of directors, and that's yeah. one of the things in your secret sauce that you wanted to share with our listeners today, so I'll turn it over to you for more information on that. Yeah, thanks, Lise. So yeah, one of the things that I, you know, when I crazily started my business in 2008, probably the worst time to be doing it, right, um, was, you know, I was at a point where it was basically all me. It was just me sitting in my basement. And, you know, when you work from home, it's easy to like do your laundry, take your kid to daycare, throw some in the crock pot, like think about what you're going to wear, maybe go to the gym and then, you know, about what you're going to eat. And then all of a sudden, like the day's gone. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, well, this is not going to make me money. This is not going to make my business thrive or be successful. So one of the first things that I got, it was, um, a time coach because I was like, I need somebody to keep me accountable. So I had somebody actually check in with me for five minutes every day and tell them exactly what I had done. So I knew that this person was going to be calling me. And so if I just said, well, you're in the and you know, I made like a turkey sandwich, um, that wasn't going to fly. Right. Cause I, you know, for me starting this business, um, was really a passion project. I had worked for another company, um, in this same space and really just wanted to take a fresh approach to it. Really just wanted to, 
um, to see what I could do. So after that, and I was like, okay, yep, we're trailing, we're getting a little somewhere. But then I thought again, like who is holding me accountable? And I think, again, going back to when you're starting up, you're working from home, you're not surrounded by a lot of people. You know, it's easy to just be like, hmm, okay, well, let's turn on Young and the Restless. So, um, so I created this informal board with people that I already knew. So my banker, my lawyer, my marketing person, my insurance person, um, just these people that were currently already in my network and asked them if they would hold me accountable. And so I would get together with them every six months and I'd pay for their dinner um, and drinks and give them a hundred dollars stipend. And for two hours, you know, I'd spend the first hour just really presenting to them like an executive summary or, or a, a, I guess a, you know, a report of basically out of the business, right? Mm-hmm. So what was the business doing? How were sales? How were profits? Um, what was our gross margin? Um, what was marketing? What, were, what was cash flow looking like? Things like that. And then just really what were my biggest, you know, business challenges. And so here's my wins. Here's my challenges. What do you guys think? So I knew that every six months I was going to see these people. And these were very successful people who had put their faith in me. Um, so it was really awesome because I knew that like, oh, crap, I got to report out to these guys. I got to I gotta totally bust ass. So um, that really helped me. And I did that for years. Until, you know, I had like, several years later, I had um, about 10 employees when I figured out, I was like, okay, now at this point, these guys are holding me accountable because they've got families, they need to feed their kids, they, you know, they've got mortgages to pay and things like that. So as you're starting out as a business, you're kind of thinking about, yeah, I need somebody to keep me accountable. It's definitely lonely sitting at home sometimes, uh, but you know, you got to get things done. Um, that was just really just critical for my business um, and um, and was also really fun because at the end of the day, they all started to do business together. <laughs> that was, that's definitely one of my secret sauces. I honestly think if I didn't have somebody holding me accountable on that, I might have just said, mm, whatever, and kind of like, you know, I'm a pretty um, passionate um hard worker, I could have given up easily. I mean, how many days when you like are starting a business or you're like, oh my God, I do not know. What am I doing? Yeah. yeah like seriously. Um, so yeah, that was really, really, really um, impactful for me. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you say that because, you know, Jen's been doing this a lot longer than I have. And um, Stacy Conkey's been doing this even longer than all of us. Gosh, 20 plus years. Um, as an entrepreneur. And it's interesting when I very first, um, you know, started out on my own in January, I sort of naturally exactly everything that you're saying, like, gosh, I have an idea. I want to like chat it out with someone, but I don't have anybody. It's just me. So I started, you know, Stacy, you're one of those people for me sometimes of like, Hey, let me unpack this with you a little bit, or, you know, Hey, who can help me with marketing? Who can help me with this? Help me with that. And so I love that you share that. And and hopefully that encourages our listeners that this isn't, even though you're an entrepreneur, solopreneur, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to just do everything on your own. Absolutely. Um, You need people. And you know, one of the other things that I did too, that I think was really helpful is that I would interview other people that were in my niche, but not competitive and just say, Hey, I'm wondering if I can take you out to lunch. You know, I just started this company. I'm wondering if there's any way you can just kind of share with me, you know, your wins, your losses, what you would do differently. I'd just love to pick your brain. 
And people at the end of the day, honestly, like, I don't think anybody turned me down. And it was so insightful just having those pieces of knowledge from them. Um, and again, people, most, most of the time people want to help people. So mm-hmm. you just got to ask. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So yeah. one of the things that I heard you say, Stacey, is that when you're trying to think about marketing, sales, the entire business plan. So for our, our listeners, I know that um, some of the folks that are entrepreneurs on our side that are starting their own business, where they been in business for a year to three years, they're really trying to fine tune that process. And we're getting a lot of questions about like, how do you balance all of that? So from your perspective and from starting out from zero in your garage, basement, whatever it might've been, right? Cause we've all done that. Yeah. And then scaling it up. What, what would you say were some of the, the phases on how, how did you develop that first strategy? And then how did you monitor along the way? I, I like that every six months you talk to the board, right? How did you get it, like, set the tone? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, you know, one of the things I think is really important is to be nimble. Because when I started the business, um, I had a heavy non-compete, and my last company really rode me on that. So I, in this, you know, I'm in the executive recruiting and staffing side of things, and I was like, okay, well, I can't do the specific marketing creative digital niche that I been doing so what could I do so I did sales placement um, until 2009 um, that I could go back to my old client so I went back to Medtronic and they're like yeah we'd love to have you work with us but we don't have the money to do permanent placements could you figure out how to do contractors so then I was like sure I'll figure that out right um, so you know so the process that I had for permanent placement was so different than the permanent or the the process that I had for contract. And I think the important thing is, is always be flexible and nimble. Um, as long as if somebody's asking you to do something differently. So basically the whole business model then changed to doing contract, contract to hire and direct hire. Um, and I would say, you know, as far as process for me was, you know, a really important thing was, um, was finances, right? So, um, you could grow business, you know, a couple different ways. You can, grow really fast and get investment, or you can grow kind of slow and kind of bankroll yourself. And I chose that, you know, I was going to bankroll myself. Um, and so from that, you know, it's like, what can you afford? What can you afford to do? Putting together budgets, putting together, what does the business really need um, on marketing? What can we afford? What can we, how can we get creative um, and things like that? So I think, um, as far as, you know, process, it was just really like, and, and this is a really important thing too, is a lot of people don't think about it is even this, like putting like how you do business, like writing it down, like on the recruiting, like here's, here's the steps of the process. Like here's our true stars process, um, things like that. And then just making sure that you follow it every time. Cause it's just easy, but also then remember like some clients aren't going to, some clients are going to want you to do things a little bit differently and, and just to be nimble with that. Yeah. But I think for me, it's just, you know, deciding it's like, okay, well now I can afford another, you know, half employee. So looking at finances, like if I have to fill these roles, I need another person. So, um, and then I need an admin five hours a week and, and just know the people like my director of HR and operations now started with me when I was in my basement, five hours a week. Um, and just know that people want those roles, right? It's like, so, and I think, um, and Lisa's really good about this too. What does the business need? Don't accommodate the person, accommodate the business, right? <laughs> like what does the business need? It's like, okay, well now I need an admin and now I need, you know, somebody 10 hours a week. Okay. Well, I'm a little bit more successful. 
now I need a full-time person, you know, and yep, can I afford that? Like, and, and when will I make that back in money and things like that? Yeah. Right. So just kind of like, for me, it was really just taking baby steps um, and just not over promising um, anything and, and over delivering, you know, delight, delighting your clients and, and making them the love. So cool. Kind of baby stepped along the way. Again, too, I'd say my biggest thing is really not letting your ego get in the way and asking for help. Like, I'm that person that's like, sure, yeah, um, I'll figure that out. And then I'm like, okay, who can I call? Um, yeah, I, let's talk about that some more because I, I honestly cannot think of, you know, and people say all the time, I don't know anyone else. This is a dead up true statement. I cannot think of anyone else on this planet who is more comfortable with asking for help and more comfortable engaging resources than you. Like you are fantastic at it. You're like, you know what? I'm not like the number one person who knows about X, Y, Z. So I'm going to like ask for help. I'm not the person who knows the most about this. You are so good about staying in your lane and then connecting with other people who are experts in the areas where you need to grow or where you need help. And so you know, I know that that, again, what you talked about, that ability to have more help has ebbed and flowed over time based on business. But talk a little bit more about, you said, don't let your ego get in the way. Like, what did that journey look like for you? How did you arrive at that place where you're like, I'm comfortable asking for help. I'm comfortable saying, I don't know the answer to this because sometimes our ego can get in the way and it holds us back. So what, what else would you share about that? Yeah, you know, I'll be super vulnerable about that. It really actually like went back to school. Um, you know, both my sisters are, you know, Dean's List, National Honor Society, smarty pants. And then, you know, Stacy over here is like B student. And so, you know, my mom was always like, can't you be more like your sisters? And in order to do that, I'm, I'm that person who's got to read the chapter twice, you know, like, so being smarty pants doesn't come easy for me. So um, I just learned really early on to like ask for help if I didn't understand things. And even like in college, I mean, I would be that person sitting outside, you know, our county professor's door being like, oh my God, help me with this. I like, I just want to pass this class. <laughs> but I think that, you know, just knowing that, that like when I went to ask for help, people were gracious and wonderful to me. It wasn't like, you're stupid. It was like, okay, yeah, this is how you do this. And and I just think that that's just part of life is giving back, right? So I know that if somebody helps me as part of karma, um, I will help somebody else. And that's like one of my life's things now too, is like to inspire and empower other people with the knowledge that I've gained. So um, it's, it's just kind of been through school. I was just like, okay, how do I, how do I pass classes? How do I um, get where I need to be in life? And just being genuinely curious and asking for help and, and, I just say, don't be afraid. Don't let your ego get in the way. You're never going to know anything, especially when you're starting a business. There's just so many facets. There's just no way that you can know accounting, finance, marketing, sales, HR, IT. There's just no way. So, um, but there's lots of resources out there to help you and don't be afraid to ask. That's awesome. I think that there's two things. I don't know if you noticed it, uh, Lisa, but she said the one thing, this is like common theme, common theme. In <laughs> every, our podcast. every time is accountability and mindset. And then when a door opens, walk through it and then figure out how to do what you just committed to. And yeah. I think that the secret there is that once you do that, once you say yes to something that you don't really know how to do and it requires you to make an adjustment, what you just shared with us is the ego part is like, just put that aside yeah. and 
figure it out with others and, and anybody else that's in the field that can help. And I think that a lot of people struggle with them, how to put that together. And yeah, you can either get stuck um, and try to figure it out yourself or, or maybe you don't, or you can ask for help and, you know, definitely escalate up that, you know, a lot, a lot faster. So. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. I really like yeah. it. It's interesting. Stacey and I actually touched on this a little bit earlier today, but this concept around ego, you know, sometimes people perceive like, gosh, should I ask for help? Or if I don't know the answer to something, or if I'm not like, nailing every aspect of my business and I'm a failure or, you know, something's wrong with me or whatever, or I don't have, you know, it's going to affect my confidence. It's actually the opposite. Like the people who are so comfortable saying, I don't know, or the people are saying, dang, I really screwed that up. Or man, that was a bad choice. Jen, you know, I feel like I'm going to go back to research again. Stacey, you're going to have to watch our, I think it was our third, fourth episode. Um, uh, about research, but a third episode, but anyway, it's just, it's all these things that we're trying. It's the people who are comfortable saying like, yeah, I screwed that up or, Hey, I learned this lesson the hard way, or I did this wrong or whatever. Those are the people that are seen as having confidence. Those are the people that are seen as, you know, successful because they're failing fast. They're failing forward. They're not letting their ego get in the way to prevent them from trying things and asking for help. So it's an interesting concept that I just cannot emphasize enough that, you know, that's the confidence builder, like being accountable and comfortable enough to admit, you yeah. know, that you don't know or what have you. So, and I think like going back to exactly what you said, Lisa, um, failure, like, don't be afraid to fail, right? I mean, even look at like WD-40, right? It was the, you know, they did it 39 times. And then on the 40th try, you know, they have success. But um, don't get down on failures too. Failures are just learning lessons. And everybody's going to fail. You're going to try something and it'll work. Or you're like, oh my God, that was the biggest, you know, excuse my language, shit show um, we've seen. But, you know, that's just learning. So it's just part of the journey. Just enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I need a, I need a stiff drink. Although I am having my like organic ginger love. Ginger love. There you go. <laughs> I'm just sticking straight to the monster. I know, but Jen, this is business and bliss right here. It is. And you know what else? This you get a picture of this. Everyone smile. Okay. This is also product placement. For oh, yeah, come on, Suja, send me some. From now on, if I'm drinking a monster or a bang, I have to decide. And then later on, as I'm drinking it during the episode, there we go, Lisa. So well, in that it. case. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. okay. Um, so, jumping back in, Stacey, you talked about, um, you know, just enjoying the journey and really embracing the journey. And so, you know, when we talked earlier, I asked you, when you think back over the past 10 years, what, like, what would you have done differently? What advice would you give to our listeners who are, you know, just starting a business or thinking of, you know, leaving corporate and starting a business? Um, like what would you share and, and sort of what insights would you, um, want them to hear from you? Well, that's an easy question. Not, um, <laughs> um, a, a couple things is I, I would guess, you know, just, Knowing that, you know, the grass isn't always greener. So know that, you know, leaving a job, like sometimes it's like, oh, I'm just going to start my own thing. And I feel like, you know, I got lucky and I was able to do that. But 
think about where you're at in your life. You know, that's my thing is, is like, I was at a point where I had no kids. I really, you know, I lived in a townhouse, didn't really have any responsibilities and I didn't need any inventory or anything like that. So it was, it was kind of like, okay, well, if it doesn't work out in, you know, 60 days, I'll go get a job, right? So, but not everybody is there in their life. People, some people have kids, some people are just out of school, living in their basements, and, you know, some people, everybody's in their own situation. So really, if you're looking, it's like, hey, can I pull this off? Um, and you got to be confident about it. Like, I was like, you know, I was probably like, overconfident and stupid about it. I was like, yeah, I got no, I got no dad, let's do this. Um, but I would say, you know, looking back on the, I'd say the most important thing is, which I know that you guys probably all have, Lisa, you do for sure. And Stacey, I'm sure you do too, is a positive mindset and really just, I really believe in, in manifesting like right now, you know, on my desk, I've got, you know, our shoot for goal, like a check written out to myself, um, for our shoot for goal. And it's just the power of visualization and mm being you know don't don't let the negative you know get at you everybody's gonna have days and things like that but it's kind of like the fear like you know what are you gonna do you're gonna face everything and run or you're gonna face or you know stop and rise you know um or fear everything and run or face everything and rise but but why not you why not like why not now so you know go ahead and take a chance make sure you're setting yourself up for success um make sure that you've got a good support network um, remember that there's going to be bad days and, um, re have those inspirational friends and quotes and, and advisors that you can count on. Um, just even, you know, to call up and say, are you going through this? Like, am I human? Am I crazy? Lisa, I know you've been there for me so many times. Like I'm really having that good support system. I'm always reading. I'm always going to conferences. I'm always listening to podcasts. I'm always thinking about like, if you're in a negative mood too, like how do you get yourself out of it, whether it's working out, whether it's like a podcast, you know, whatever it is, whether it's meditation, journaling, things like that. It just, I would say the most important thing is just never give up, put yourself in a positive mindset um, because it's, you got to settle up. It's, it's, it's definitely a roller coaster. It's a rodeo. Ooh, I love that. Saddle up. Saddle up, girl. Saddle up, little lady. That's going to be a new hashtag. Saddle up. Saddle up. Lady, I need my hat for that. Exactly. And um, I think one of the things too is, you know, going back and Lisa knows this again about me too, is that, you know, you know, our business is a multi-million dollar business, but you know, 11 years in, there's so many times I'm like, oh my God, I should be so much further along. And I compare myself to other people and things like that. But then I think about crap when other people were working, I was like off with my daughter or, um, having fun with my friends or my family and things like that. And so I think one of the things that I, my life is really about is too, is life is so short um, and you've got to find joy in the journey um, because if you get to the end and yeah, sure you've made like all this money, but what does it matter if you haven't felt like you've made a difference or have joy or fun in it too? So, you know, just give yourself grace and permission to have fun while you're doing this too, because to, you know, going back to, you know, if you're in a good space, then you know, the company would be in a good space. And a lot of times too, I'll be like, oh, I can't afford to take the time off or things like that. And then I take it off and I'm like, oh my God, I needed to take that time off. So don't compare yourself to anybody else. And I know it's really hard to do that in this, um, in this environment, in this world, but um, you know, you do you and you get to define what success looks like for you in this part of your journey. 
that makes sense. I love what you said. It just reminds me, and again, I feel like this has come up a couple times, but it reminds me of that quote from Tony Robbins, that comparison is the thief of joy. Um, and it's so true because no two people's entrepreneurial journey, there's no way it could ever be the same. I mean, right. no way. Um, so it's going to be you. But I think, you know, just kind of bundling up everything you talked about, so smart, right? So like step one was, like ask for help, right? Like who are those people that you already know that are already nailing those various aspects of your business that could help you? And, you know, I think you're right. Like generally the human spirit is I want to help. Generally right. people are, sometimes people give too much advice, right? You're like, okay, I don't need anybody else's advice right now, right? But for the most part, people want to help. So hold, figuring out a way to hold yourself accountable, asking for help, um, and then, you know, really figuring out this, this part that you talked about, you know, the joy in the journey, um, and really shifting that mindset. I think it's so important if someone is thinking about transitioning out of a career into running their own business, it is so important to prepare that mindset. Like what tools do you have now or what tools can you get, you know, through working with a coach or through like Jen's company from a, a leadership standpoint, like what can you do? to saddle up, using Stacey Stratton's phrase, um, saddle, up, saddle up for the rodeo and prepare because, right, you might get bucked off that horse, right? And you're probably you going to get bucked off. Plan on it. Yeah, so plan on it. And what, what, what is that going to look like? Who's going to be the person that you're going to call? Like, what are the tools you're going to reach for? And so, Stacey, I love some of the things that you said. Like, I know that you have a growth obsession. You're, like, obsessed with growing, learning, figuring things out, like conquering your demons, like, and you talked about a couple things, anything else that you would share there? Like, because you talked about, you know, this is a roller coaster and I've kind of been with you like through the high highs and the low lows and you with me. Right. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes the way that you have got yourself back on the horse has been different than other times. So anything else that comes to mind to share there? Well, just going back to like, again, the skills and asking for help is, is really, I would say, say, really identify your skills. Like my skills are like, I'm a, like, I think my strength is sales, right. Um, and relationships, but I, you know, I'll tell you, I am terrible at finance. So, you know, again, taking that when you're thinking about where, where am I going to need help? Like, okay, what are my strengths? What am I really good at? And where are the things that I'm really going to need help on? Like HR finance, you know, like that, like, I have no idea what's going on. Um, so think about that. And I, you know, there's so many things I'd say, honestly, Lisa, you are one of the greatest gifts of my life um, in so many ways, honestly, like through this journey, it's like, you know, again, being able to help with like, you know, staff and leadership, coaching and um, making sure that, you know, I do stay on the horse. Um, that's the thing. I, I just, again, think like having that support, not being afraid to have, um, a coach, because I'd say, you know, every good player has a coach. Um, anybody, like if you look at any team, right, any good player has a coach, any good player wants to know what their score is and how to get better. And, um, and behind the scenes, you might not see that when you see like people on the cover of Forbes or Inc or things like that. But I'll tell you, every one of those has a coach and not even just one coach, like you know, a fitness coach and a leadership coach and a business coach and a life coach and, and things like that. And, and really, I would say that's honestly the secret sauce 
um, to really making sure that you're, you can ride this roller coaster and your business shines. Yeah. So Stacey, I was going to ask you your opinion. Um, one of the things that my company is getting ready to embark upon, I, I haven't even got the chance to share this with you yet, Lisa, but I, oh. I talked to you about it. Um, <laughs> We are, we are considering, heavily considering, as we are interacting with business people, business owners, or even just leaders that are in corporate America at, in the C-suite position, we are looking at an opportunity to do like a one-year mastermind where people that are the president of their company, the COO, the CFO, wh whatever it might be, the CEO, they could attend that mastermind and we could group them into, you know, whether what the industry is in their business and their revenue, just based on revenue. And, and then really just bring your problem, bring your business problem or your strategy that you want to look at and fine tune and have a collaborative approach to helping each other solve it. And yeah. we're thinking about doing it from, um, you know, whether it be a destination, you know, location where you can also put in it a retreat-ish type of thing mm -hmm. to find a balance. Um, as a business owner that's in the multi-million level, you're in that platform. Is that something that you would find value in? Because I'm asking everybody just for their opinion. Would that be something that you would feel they could benefit from? Not you personally, yeah. but like, would you think that people could benefit from that? Because it feels like it gets lonely at the top, like the higher you go. It absolutely does. And I, so I've done that for the last eight years. So I was in WPO Women's Presidents Organization for six years. And again, so there was all of these presidents and CEOs in this group, non-competing industries. Yeah. Minneapolis actually has the biggest chapter for that. I think they have 150 and each chapter has 20 people in each um, section. Um, and then most recently I left WPO because I really need somebody to really help grow business and Vistage has a different business model, but I love my WPO sisters. I can't even, like, I see them all the time. Like I, that's, so helpful. Yeah. Um, I, um, again, like on Vistage too, it really helps me. And I've actually, at least I think we've chatted about this a little bit and friends too about, you know, most of the time when I've gone to retreats um, or conferences, you know, that's where business gets done. Like, you know, getting together and creating this community against each other. And, and even I actually created that for um, our leaders in our, um, our clients. So this morning we had a creative leader roundtable, um, and so we had 16 creative leaders from the Twin Cities here. They get together informally. My name is Casey. I work at um, ABC Boutique, um, recruit, you know, whatever it is. And my biggest business challenge is proving my value, or whatever it is. And I mean, if uh, I did just posted on LinkedIn, but um, a lot of our people are just like, "Hey, thanks for making me feel human." Like, like I'm not the only one facing this. So I mean, I can tell you that these groups are super successful and, um, and really help, also helped me just even the other day when I was at Vistage and um, just going through what other people are saying, I'm like, thank you for not making me feel alone. Yeah. You know, that I'm not the only one going through this because, you know, it's not like you can always talk to your employees and it's not like sometimes like your friends understand. So yeah. I think having those groups is huge. Um, hugely yeah. valuable, and I know that there's several of those in the Twin Cities. Cool, thank you for super, They're all super successful, so. Yeah, I wanted somebody's perspective that has literally started from nothing and grown their their company, and, and, and I, it's refreshing to know that you've actually used them, like that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, oh my God, I would say again, like another one of my secret successes and going in there and 
no like asking, you know, that's the thing is like a place where you can feel vulnerable to say like, Hey, my sales are down or, um, I don't know what the next step is. I've made it to a million. I don't know how to get there and things like that. And I think that was the, the most important and refreshing thing is, is that all these people in these groups are authentic and vulnerable and, and like want to help you too. So no, I think it's hugely successful. And again, those, you just don't feel alone. So yeah. yeah. Cool. No. Go get it, girl. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited about it. And yeah. I like what you said about them. Um, like, I don't know. I, I know we're running up on time. Um, and I know you probably want to do the outro, Lisa, but I just, I've really enjoyed hearing from you. The, the things that are like the key trend that we're finding in most of the people that we're speaking with is the accountability piece. Huge. And, and the mindset piece is huge. And then just whenever a door opens, walk through it, like be afraid, but do it anyways, walk through it commit when you get something put in your face that you're like yeah i should probably do this you commit to doing it and then you're like oh crap i need to go figure out how to do it um, <laughs> those have been like the key three things that we hear but you just really added something today about the ego and it's it's ironically properly timed for my particular business and um i think it's pretty cool because there's like friction right there when you're trying to expand and grow and here's what you know and here's what you're who you're trying to be and and that friction and that process can cause a lot of people to go, God, I just don't even want it. I just don't, I can't, I just can't. Well, and I'll tell you, like, again, like looking at, you know, going back, looking at the covers of the magazines and seeing like everything on Facebook and just the way that things are today, you know, it might look all like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm the bomb. But I'm telling you, every single one of those people has this fear every day about their job. Like, am I going to make this happen? How are we going to do this? Wow. Like, you know, so just know that, that, you know, even though it looks like that, everybody's got fear, no matter what it looks like. And it's a good reminder. Yeah. I just love to share one last call out too, that I think makes Stacey really unique and, um, makes a big difference. I think, right. So this is going to like lean more toward the bliss side, but Stacy is also a huge giver and amazing with recognition. Like literally her level of appreciation. I mean, y'all already know she's fancy, but like her level of appreciation is so next level. Um, but what I mean by that is just even, you know, you can call it karma. You can call it, you know, whatever you want to call it, but she makes people feel incredibly valued and appreciated. Like not one person that interacts with her doesn't walk in a way, doesn't walk away like without knowing how much she values them, how much she appreciates them. Um, I mean, a guy came and gave her an opinion on her deck and she mailed him a popcorn basket. I mean, like what? I mean, and I don't, sorry to call out your like extra steps that you take, Stace, but I guess I just want to call out big picture. For those of you who are wanting to make it and those of you who are wanting to have success, do not underestimate the value of paying it forward giving people appreciation, making people feel valued. Um, because for every person that has helped Stacy, she's helped, you know, 20 people, right. Is pretty much the ratio. Like you just heard, Hey, she went to these round ta round tables with WPO and got a ton of value for it. So she's like, awesome. I'm going to do that for people on my team. Like I want to create value for them. So she's also constantly figuring out how do I take what I know and help other people. And I just think that, you know, even though, we all have so many irons in the fire with our businesses and so many different 
glass balls that we're juggling in the air at any given time, there is an incredible importance and emphasis that should be placed also on helping those who help you or taking care of others. And that absolutely, I, I just think that that's a huge, maybe unspoken um, part of everyone's success. People who are successful, I think that's like an unspoken part of it. Not every person, but in general, people who are having that sustainable success, it's because they're also helping other people. So I just think that's important to call out. Anna, I, thank you. That's so sweet. Um, the attitude of gratitude. You know, honestly, for everything good that's, that's happened, for everything bad that's happened, it's taught me a lesson, things like that. You know, I write, you know, the 10 things that I'm thankful for every day in my journal. Um, it's just, like, just no matter what happens to you, just making sure that you have that attitude of gratitude and you just find the joy in the moments, again, along the journey. I think that's just so important. So, but yeah, it, it doesn't take... You know what I will say when when we are interviewing people, the number one reason that they are leaving is because they don't feel appreciated. And it doesn't yeah. take it's it's yes. not like it's not like they want, you know, an extra twenty thousand dollars. They just want somebody to pat on the back and say, Hey, you did a great job on that presentation mm -hmm. like that. So um it's something that, you know, and too, I mean I have reminders on, you know, everywhere to remind you know, to remind myself too, but um yeah, it's really made a huge difference. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. I well, appreciate you guys. I appreciate, I appreciate you. you. There's so much appreciation on this call. Yes. <laughs> it was such a pleasure speaking with you. So if, if anybody wanted to reach you, how do they, how do they find you, Stacey? Yeah, great question. So you can find us. Our website is truetalentgroup.com. Um, and my name is Stacy Stratton, and my email is Stacy S T A C E Y at TrueTalentGroup.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure to get to know you. I'm probably going to be reaching out, maybe even inviting you back. You know, when we do our topics, Lisa, and you pick a topic, I pick a topic. I would love to just bounce it off of her. I would just love oh, it. Love it. Well, thank you guys. Big hats off to you guys for doing this podcast and for helping and inspiring and empowering people that you guys are so awesome and and please keep up the great work thank you awesome. i feel honored to be a part of it cool all right cheers, cheers everybody. Everybody. cheers guys have a good one bye, bye. bye.